All right, let's go. Sunday Poor is back after a little bit of a layoff here. Longest layoff we've had in months. Ant was uh, off traveling the world, skipping oceans and whatnot. Let's, uh, let's see if he's got any tales of adventure and danger uh, out in the high seas, living the island life. Ant, welcome home, man. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, I have a new appreciation for the U.S. of A. It was good to get back <laughs> into uh, wow. on, onto home turf after a few days in a different country, first time leaving the country. Uh, there were some pros. There were some cons. Good times, bad times. Um, it, was a, it was a mixed bag of a trip, I'll tell you. Well, I think the pros would be easy to get out of the way. So you want to bang those out quick? What, what were the two or three <laughs> Well, it's more than two or three other than uh, just it's an island, it's beautiful, and everything was inclusive? Um, I'll get, okay, pros. Pros are, yeah, pros are much easier. No one wants to hear good stuff. People yeah, want to hear us complain, I'm assuming. Well, we'll sweep it under the rug quick, yeah. Uh, okay, pros, you can't beat the beach on an island. Like, I can't. It, it made you would think like it, it made me like turn around, do a little 180 on beaches, but it just made me hate the beaches that you go to around here because the sand, the water's clear, there's no rock, you're not stepping on any rock. Like I actually went in the ocean and chilled. I wasn't swimming out to the buoys per se, but go up to my neck, chill for like 20 minutes, half hour. I'm not doing that at these beaches around here. I want nothing to do with them, right? Right, because now you know like what a what a nice beach looks like and now you're going to hold it to even higher. So you had high standards to begin with. And now it's like, well, now you, you have the highest standards possible. Right. Plus on a, on a resort, I don't know if, I don't know if it's, uh, this is an Aruba thing or a resort thing, but you get like your own little hut. Oh, sick. That's no, not sick, like, man. not like an igloo. You're not enclosed in there, but you get a little shade. Cause I didn't really take too many chances with the sun out there. Mm-hmm. If I was in the water, I was in the sun, but I mean, I tan all right, but Aruba Sun's a whole nother animal. <laughs> I I, I kind of like just chilled under uh, on this little hut thing, little like palm tree looking thing, and uh, it's just a different experience. It's a different experience than going to your local beach where there's just animals on top of animals. <laughs> so it was a little, it was a little more. Uh, don't get me wrong. We'll get to. There's plenty of people. Uh, as I was traveling around there we're, there, we're still animals, in case you were wondering, 18, 20 months later. We are back and better than ever <laughs> as a society. Oh, it was never concerned. And no. Cooping Cooper, us up for so long, that was uh, – that really just made it worse. I think so. Everyone has to get the last, like, 18, 20 min- months of just, like, heinous behavior all out at once now. Release the beasts. Yeah. And a disclaimer, like, it's going to be hard to talk about traveling without breaking the COVID small talk rule. So I'm sure it's going to come up a couple times, but it's just inevitable. We'll allow it. I'll, I'll, if, if you're going overboard, I'll let you know. One ba- yeah, one night only. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> All right. So that's a pro. All right. Good pros. And how was, uh, how was the accessibility of alcohol? Did you ever very, e- very easy. Um, I don't. All right. Well, it's, it's hard. I mean, I, I feel like I have to go right into the bad. Good. <laughs> Perfect. We got, the, we got the pros out of the way. Good. That was, that was as sunny and cheery as we've ever been on the show. Uh, now it's time to get back to business. Let's get to the shit show. We want to yeah. <laughs> um, 
I mean, just starting with like the flight real quick. Mm -hmm. I'm not into people who bring like sandwiches on a plane. How long is the flight? Uh, like four hours. Yeah, and not only, not only is it the, uh, it's the timing that they eat the sandwich, they're eating the thing before we even take off. It's like you couldn't wolf that down when, we're, when you're waiting for the plane. 20 minutes ago before you boarded, yeah. I don't know. It was like a tuna sandwich, I think, too. Oh, like, keep no. Tuna, tuna. That's like you're breaking all kinds of rules there. <laughs> fucking turkey sandwich, for Christ's sake. You make someone stay in their house for six to eight months. This is what happens. Tuna sandwich in a confined area. You must just be a shithead. Yeah. Agreed. Terrible. I mean, like, what's next? Are you going like, to bring egg salad? It bothered me more that this woman was eating it before we took off. Uh, like, did you time your meal around takeoff? She like, me, oh. like I'll just I'll just take whatever they hand me. They hand me a thing. I got a thing of pretzels and like these little Italian cookie things, and I ate those throughout the four hour. Yeah, trip. So yeah, that's fine. I might have like I might get a snack or something like in duty free, like on the or whatever, like on the airport on the way. So all right, maybe get some chips. Four hours. Me, yeah, you know, snacks are snacks are okay. Something, something like that, but I'm I'm not yeah bringing a I'm not bringing a subway sandwich. I'm bringing a foot long on a fucking. Nah, train on the on the. I'm not doing the train either, but I'm definitely not doing it on an airplane. I feel like it's like movie theater rules on an airplane. Yeah, yeah. Snacks. Yeah. yeah. Sneak in booze if you can. That's about it. You could, yeah. Which I never understood why they were against sneaking. They could sell you their booze, but you can't bring your own like little nips on. They want to sell you the booze. That's why. Yeah. And they don't want anybody getting shit faced on an airplane. You know, you're thirty thousand feet in the air. Can't have some right. guy, you know, who's uh, who's got a bottle full of Gordon's gin in him. True. I guess they gotta limit it. A lot of animals out there, man. You gotta hurt. You gotta hurt them in the in the, in the most humane possible way. For everyone. Oh, and I'll tell I'll tell you one thing. I noticed on, on uh, traveling for the first time in a while. Yeah. We t we've talked about how uh, vacation small talk is the worst, even though like most of this episode is probably gonna be that. Yeah, but this is the good stuff, though. This is the complaints. This isn't like, oh, and then on our second night, we had uh, no, you're not gonna get that. seafood dinner, and it was phenomenal because it was a fresh catch of the day. No, we don't hear that shit. Right. You don't <laughs> want to hear about my red snapper. Oh, how was the snapper, by the way? I've never had red not snapper. Not bad. I, I think it was red snapper. It was snapper. All right. Was it red? Sometimes I just roll the – no, it wasn't red. Oh. It may have been red at one point. <laughs> before it got killed and cooked yeah I, I rolled the dice apparently apparently grouper is good down there too i had a little grouper all right yeah whatever that is i want to try red snapper yeah it's seafood you roll the dice it's yeah. good sometimes usually it's good yeah all right let's see we even did a little of that okay all right so <laughs> you know what's you know what's even worse than vacation small talk is the vacation small talker the guy i i spot these people from a mile away they are always and it's usually couples at these resorts like i'd say 90 percent yeah. couples maybe you'll see some i don't know a bachelorette or some single girls or some single guys but it's like 90 percent couples i'd say yeah but it, it's always it's always the guy too i can't even blame the women on this one it's always the guy who's making small talk with a different couple by the pool, by the pee, by the beach, um, 
you know, comparing like restaurant experiences, what floor are you on, all the all this oh, stuff. Not even like not even like where are you from type stuff. Like talking about No, I'm sure that's it. I don't I don't get close enough usually because oh, okay. I don't want to I feel like you got you gotta avoid eye contact with these people. Because I feel like sometimes you're at the bar, it's acceptable. Like sometimes it's just like, you know, like, how's it going? And maybe you kind of fall into a little conversation about whatever. But like, yeah, okay, yeah, I could see I'm not that. Going, I'm, not going not- my, I'm not going out of my way to talk to somebody that's uh, sunbathing underneath the canopy somewhere. No, no, no. And I guess I did see some, a lot of this at like the swim up bar. All right. But I'll tell All you, right. it might be, it might be getting old, but like I kind I didn't even go up to the swim up bar that much. I just hung out like by my chair by the pool, took advantage of uh, waiter service. Shout out to Junior. Oh, that's my sick. my uh, my waiter. Like, I don't know. I I think it was a lot of younger people, but it was also a lot of older people too. And they're all crammed in the in the swim up bar. And I'm sorry, like I was very cautious down there with COVID. Had to get tested there and back. Yeah, I'm not taking any chances where I'm getting. Uh, you know, I got to sit in a room for 10 days in a different country. I'm playing a road game in Aruba, bro. I'm in Lambeau Field. I, I can't be risking being around people that I don't know. So I'm avoiding people at all costs. I mean, you're on a first-name basis with your waiter. I don't see anything wrong with that. Junior, that's different. What were you drinking? What was Junior bringing you? Like pina coladas? Like, what were you drinking? Uh, first couple of days, heavy rum. I went heavy rum. Oh, yeah, nice. I called that, by the way, on my show this morning. Oh, you did? I don't, I don't know if you listened. Yeah, I called. I said, "Oh, yeah, I'm drinking rum down there. I'm sure." <laughs> uh, yeah, so I would mix it up: pina coladas, uh, did some mojitos. Nice, excellent. Uh, mai tais. Mm, mm-hmm. Mix it up with rum. I rummed myself out the first couple. Good. First couple days. Might as well, yeah. And then, uh, and the, as I guess it's a small complaint, but because it was technically free. That, I think the booze may have been watered down. That's only a problem if it's like sugary drinks, which sounds like you had a couple of those, and that kind of makes it. Yeah, I had to switch to uh, they made this vodka lemonade drink, Ooh. and it was a little bit heavier on the vodka. Nice. So we had Junior was bringing me and my wife like four at a time. We took care oh. of them. <laughs> Wait, Junior wouldn't like uh, top it off a little bit? You wouldn't ask him like, yeah, pull extra booze in that one and give him a few bucks? I'm sure. That, uh, well, I, I was hoping the money spoke for itself. I'm not sure if he yeah. was making the drinks. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, sure. And they were like in these little plastic, these little plastic cups, all inclusive. And I feel like they were doing that maybe so because they don't want people getting bombed. Because wow. when I was looking around, there wasn't really many people that were like out of control. But I mean, I was just sucking these things down. <laughs> Left and right, you know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. you want to make them small, that's fine. I'm going to order four at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Reasonable. So there's that. So let's get to the real – that wasn't even really the bad stuff, the watered-down booze. Like, I was able to live with that. Uh, so we get there to the hotel, our resort, and uh, we check in. We had, a, like, a corner suite. Nice. We go up seventh floor. Nice. And we walk in, and the place just – it had a stench. Oh, no. <laughs> it, had, it had a stench to it. And then I start looking around, and, like, shit is dusty. Oh. And, like, it just needed a, a – Dusty. Cleanly. And I, I've been 
Yeah, I expect it a little different out of uh, all-inclusive resort. But dusty? Uh, like, that'll get dusty. Yeah, I don't get it either. It's just, like, dirty. Like, shit was stained. Like, like it, I think that the rooms just needed updating. Oh, uh, okay. It's like, it's like going down to uh, the shore in Jersey. Like, everything is from 1978. That was the last time they did anything there. Exactly. I've never been yeah. to the shore, but that sounds like that sounds oh, about right. Fucking time warp, yeah. Yeah. Um, so and and they're doing construction on our floor. It's like <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Fucking drills. And these guys work seven days a week, man. I found out. Uh, you know, they're they're like ha- like four rooms are being worked on in the middle of our floor. Oh man. Complete gut. Complete gutting. Jeez. So I reach a point where I'm like, we're debating. Do we say something? So we go down and we're like, let's ask them. They got, tell them they got to clean this room at least. Let's just go down there and, and raise hell a little bit. You're yeah. paying them. Paying them yeah. enough, enough money. Yeah. So we go down there. We're like, dude, Alejandro, I think. <laughs> like Alejandro, bro. Like the room's, <laughs> the room's dirty. I mean, you got to, like, clean it. Like, we got to do something. Could you move us to a different room? And he gives us the runaround for a little bit. Luckily, we had gotten there, like, around one maybe, like three hours before official check-in. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'll have you go look at a room up on 14. Okay. Like, if you like it, you could stay there. If not, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do, see if we can move you somewhere else. So we go up to 14. Smelled much better. <laughs> Still not really quite clean. Like it's just, I don't know. This hotel just wasn't. It just wasn't a priority, I guess. Cleanliness. Oh, it's t- okay. That's tough. T- yeah, not not an easy pill to swallow there. And uh, but you're like, you know what? View is better. We're seven floors higher. You get nice balcony. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice balcony to have a nightcap on. Mm-hmm. Like all right, Alejandro, we'll take that room. So we move all our stuff up. And of course, as soon as I get up to the 14th floor, we're getting settled in. I realized that we left our passports in the safe down on seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Which was a fucking horrible. So I run downstairs. I'm like, now this guy probably hates. Me. I hated him. Now, like, it's like I'm getting back at him because I'm like busting his walk. I'm like, I got to get back at seven. Yeah, Alejandro. Welcome for making you run around, doing your own dusting. Oh, I was like, uh, the first like couple hours we were there, I just felt like I ran around, man, like a chicken with my head cut oh, off. Oh, it's not a big, it's not a start to the vacation you want. Not a start to the vacation. Um, so eventually we get settled. Uh, let's see. So th- I didn't have high expectations for the food, okay. but was, I mean, I've never been on a cruise, but I would imagine that this is what cruise food would probably be like. Right, At least right. like the buffet, the buffet stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, breakfast is easy. You 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 stick with kind of what you know. Mm-hmm. Greatest hits. You find eggs, potatoes are fine. A little piece of bacon. So nothing. You're not going to get crazy, right? And uh, you know, lunch same thing. You just kind of got to you got to feel it around. If you see a piece of chicken that's edible, <laughs> you got. It. Luckily, we I mean we had a couple of reservations off of our. Uh, off of our resort that weren't okay. part of the all-inclusive. So we, we knew coming in we wanted to uh, branch out the, a little bit. How was the area around the resort? Or am I jumping the story here? Uh, I still didn't have direction, so we'll, we'll, 
What are you talking about in the resort or like or oh, outside so the surrounding area? Yeah, like outside. So part of the resort still. No, 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 no. Oh, outside. Um, we didn't branch out until Sunday after we had gotten our second COVID test. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. We went to dinner somewhere actually Thursday night, but we didn't actually branch out and like walk around until after we got our uh, going home COVID test, I guess. Okay. Um, and uh, that was the football Sunday. We, we walked down to uh, have lunch at this place. And uh, really nice because, like, you walk the beach, mm-hmm. a little, like, walkway. And, like, every, I don't know, 40 yards, maybe closer, sometimes longer, there's, like, a little, like, beach bar or beach, like, lunch spot. Sweet. So that, that part is cool. Uh, I, didn't vent- I didn't venture out, like, the nightlife too much just because I didn't, I don't know, what am I going to do nightlife? Like, nightlife to me is dinner and then, like, a casino or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going, like, clubbing down in Aruba. I'm not a single guy trying to get laid. I'm, I don't really have much interest in that. That would be a weird... Especially, like, packing into a bar with yeah, people a, during these times. No thanks. That would be a weird scene on, like, three or four different levels. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, oh, and then another thing with our room, there was a broken light bulb inside our bathroom. Mm. Hmm. complain to have it fixed they never fixed it no i just told my wife like our second day and i'm like it's not getting fixed just don't worry about it (laughs) the sooner you realize like it's not getting fixed just don't customer service was an f customer service was an f (laughs) but you can't beat you can't beat the junior let's let's go for junior no junior was excellent uh junior was yeah junior was definitely uh Best, best, the only service I should say at this MVP. place. MVP, yeah. MVP of the Ryu Palace, yes. <laughs> uh, drop if you ever go down there, just drop Ant's name. Junior hook you up with uh, with double the lemonade drinks. Oh yeah, vodka lemonades. <laughs> Keep them coming, June. <laughs> Junie. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it didn't scare me away from ever going back to Aruba. Okay. I just oh I definitely would not stay at this place and I think I would think twice about staying at an all inclusive. It makes me think that it might not it might be better off finding a hotel like a, a room at a Marriott on the cheaper side and kind of just saving your that's tough because you drink so much on vacation. It's so it's like you gotta wait you gotta you gotta price it out. Price when it you, out before you go. When you um when you go down there, do you stock your room with booze? Like, what do you have in your room? Like, you can't bring it on the plane. Like, do you do like a little shopping? And, well, uh, I don't know if you have like a fridge or whatever, but you can have bottles. See, yes, yeah, see, I thought there'd be bottles in the room, and there was places for there to be bottles, but nothing, nothing to be found. Uh, they did hook you up with like two beers a day of their local beer inside the fridge, uh, which I only took advantage of. I think a couple of days, like on football Sunday, I was drinking them before we were ready to go out watching mm-hmm. some games. And, um, yeah, that was, that was really it. But, uh, yeah, next time I went, if I, and if I didn't do an all-inclusive, I would probably think about having a bottle of booze in the room and maybe some just bears for your fridge just to try and keep the – oh, you know, this, this move that people do at all-inclusive, they bring their own uh, – what are those insulated, like, cups called? Ig, ig, not igloos. What the fuck are they called? You mean like the travel cups? So like the ones that have... Yeah, the ones that are stay cold. 
Yeah, like insulated cups, yeah. Yeah, whatever they're called. There's a name for them. Yeah. But they bring those and they have uh, people, the bartenders, make drinks in that. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That probably helps. Which I wish way. I had known about. Couldn't get what like you the amount, See, of course, first thing I did was look for that. I felt like they were. I felt like the prices were jacked up, and I wasn't. Gonna, uh, I was like, I see what you're doing here. I'll just, 20, I'll just drink twelve at a time. Twenty five dollars for a. Oh, it was something. I think it was more than that. I think it was more than that. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not feeding into this. I might have caved, man. That's like an inconvenience that I just can't, I don't know if I could handle it, having to do like double time and keep like keep going up. Yeah. They want to have the drink with me like constantly. I did feel old because like I'm like, <laughs> an old man move. Like fuck the swim up bar. Like even if I didn't have a waiter, I was like, there's a there's see there's a there's two bars like like um like back to back belly to belly with each other. Yeah. One's in the pool yeah. and the other's outside of the pool. So I'm like, yeah. I'll just get out of the pool where there's no line. That's and not, I don't have to compete with anyone. Yeah, we've been doing that move for the better part of our <laughs> drinking lives. You just find the empty part of a bar. That's where you go. It's easy. It's all about accessibility. Right. You want right. to go if to you're your, a, it's If you're in it for the sport of drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're not there for fucking ambiance. Like, oh, look at me. Like, I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. So we have fucking little mermaided up to the bar. Come on, man. Yeah. Start singing on the uh, little stools there, singing under the sea and shit. No, man. <laughs> can't a fucking drink. And you want a bartender, you go, you, you go where there's going to be less taxed bartender on the other side. Then you're his only customer. Fuck that shit, man. I don't want to go up there and uh, squeeze in between, uh, you know, Phil from fucking New Mexico and <laughs> Pete from North Dakota. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? Oh, uh, yeah. Small talking it up. Yeah, no. People love right. that shit, man. man. If you went to stands back, you know, in the day, you know, you just kind of you'd find the empty part of the barn and go sidle up over there. Mm. Right. You didn't do anything. Could you that. could you ever picture yourself like if you're on a, um like a romantic uh, getaway or trip with your wife, like making friends with another couple and having dinner with them? No. Nine <laughs> years. Mikey Casino did that on his honeymoon. It would have to be, it had to be at his honeymoon. That had to be a hell of a person. Like, are they still friends? They still talk? It was Adrian Claiborne, the defensive end for uh, that he was on the Falcons. And that, the that, doesn't, that doesn't count. Yeah, that's a cool story, at least. Yeah, you that know? probably doesn't count. What is, was Adrian Claiborne on his honeymoon? <sighs> that I'm not sure about. He may have been. That's a questionable move by him. Yeah, by Adrian? Yeah, if he's on his honeymoon, like he's he's Marino's, you know, punching up a class there. Claiborne's going down a class. Yeah, what is Claiborne thinking there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you see, he's a good talker, though. You know, he could kind of, you know, he could uh, sell ice. Yeah, yeah. So he big Tom Callahan, Adrian Claiborne into a dinner. <laughs> yes, he did. I wonder if he paid. He probably didn't pay. I think he would have told me that part. No, they definitely that split check. You got Marino. Uh, casino knows. Uh, he knows he's a classy guy. He's not gonna make a guy pay for his dinner. Well, I mean, if he offered. Oh well, yeah, if the guy was like, oh, if you know, if the guy was like, oh, I'm intruding on your honeymoon. It was really nice to meet you. I got this one. You know. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. I can see that. Um, man, no, but I could not. Yeah, like I said, it had to be a hell of a guy. Like, like I was thinking, like maybe it's somebody that you grew up with. Like you just kind of ran into him, but I hadn't seen him in thirty years. Somebody, a friend of a friend, 
like if my brother's friend happened to be down there, we kind of got to talking. See, that's that's really that's technically not a stranger, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was trying to think of a scenario where I'd end up at dinner with anybody else besides just my wife. Right. And even then, I mean, I you know think- what? You know what? This these they, the vacation small talker wouldn't bother me as much if there was like an expiration to the conversation. I wish it was like speed dating. A small talker <laughs> hit the buzzer. Five, like five minutes. I'll give you five minutes, and I, I wouldn't mind that. Like, I'll have a conversation with you for five minutes. I'll, you know, maybe it's you've been down here before. You can give me a restaurant. You can give me a little tricks of the trade down here. But in my head, when I get into conversations with these people, in the back of my head, I'm just like, when is this going to be over? You know, well, you gotta have you gotta have that timer going on in your head, and be like, all right, and have you gotta have an out, and the out's gotta be I gotta bring my wife a drink. Okay, yeah, you got to have an out going in. You got to have yeah. that internal clock, like a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Feel the rush. Yeah, that's it. Oh, my wife needs me. She's thirsty. Yeah, you always have, like, the bathroom as a ba- – as a bar. <laughs> yeah, the bar and the, and the bathroom are, are go-tos for that. Did you get, a t- you get attacked by any small talkers or no? Or, or you just I, no, I avoided defense? people, man. I avoided people uh, – Nobody got to you. Very well. It's good I'm so good that I'm so good that like I'll eavesdrop on small talkers just for the information they're giving the other people. <laughs> like, okay, we we gotta avoid. All right, we gotta avoid that restaurant. You know, little little things like that. But uh, I like yeah, how you, I mean, little, I bit, like of, how little you, bit of elevator small talk. I like how you see the 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 uh, the value in the small talk, but just refuse that. You know, but it's, the value is not enough for you to actually put the effort forward because you can kind of. You can do your own recon work. Yeah, you can <laughs> cut corners. You yeah. can cut corners. <laughs> what if it was like a telephone game and you heard the complete wrong thing? What if it was like the 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 like the, the T Mobile commercial with Judge and Stanton? I and mean they, most of the most of the time the small talk goes in one ear and out the other anyways. They what if you think you hear somebody say there's this great restaurant on, I don't know, like Canal Street or something, and then you go there, but in in actuality it was like there was a triple homicide there two nights ago. Then I'm motherfucking the person I was eavesdropping on the, the, <laughs> whole, the whole entire meal. You misheard, though. How do I know, though? I'm not going to blame my herring. I'm going to blame her or him. That's fair. Yeah, it's a good point. You would just, you would just pass the buck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and there was, by the pool, there was iguanas. You familiar with iguanas? I mean, I, I don't have, like, a Wikipedia knowledge of them, but I know what an iguana is, yeah. Yeah, it was like a legit sign that says "Do not feed the iguanas." So naturally, you know, some dumb bitch feeding iguanas. At some point, I look over with what <laughs> peanuts? Uh, who knows? I mean, who knows? You just—it's like children. You can't put up a sign to tell people. There's always going to be one in the crowd, and it was like some middle-aged white lady. Naturally. It wasn't even like a kid, you know? Naturally, yeah. Somebody just, yeah, no. Just incoherent, no sense of reality person. That's all. No that regard, you know? Stickler yeah. for the rules, okay? They say not to feed the iguanas is probably a reason. They, they get uh, they territorial of the iguanas? They like, they, or they just run away anywhere near them? I mean, they're, I, I'm not familiar with iguanas, so, like, I'm a little freaked out by them. But, like, there was one, like, <laughs> right next to my wife's chair at one point, and Junior, MVP, comes walking over. I'm like, these things are okay, right? He's like, yeah. And he just started walking towards the iguana, and the iguana like retreated, went up a tree. Like they, they're they're more afraid of us apparently than we are of them. 
At least they they should be. That's because Junior smashed the iguana's head one time like six years ago, and now they all just get the fuck out of his way when uh when he comes comes towards them. Exactly. Carries a big stick. That's it. That's <laughs> it, man. Um. So yeah. Um. All in all, I'd go back. I would not stay at this place, but I yeah. would. Uh, I would go back. The weather is. I mean, it's brutal. It. I'm either in the water or I'm in like a little kind of like shaded area. Wasn't taking chances with the sun. The yeah. sun's serious in Aruba. It's no joke. It's not humid though, right? Because you got a nice breeze coming through the ocean. It was like 80s, 90s. Yeah, it's it, it. The humidity dies a little bit at night. Oh, there is because you're on the water. Hot. There's now nah, there's humidity. It's hot. Okay, all right. Like we, on Sunday, uh, we were walking down because there was a couple sports bars, like 20, 30 minute walk from our hotel mm-hmm. that had the NFL package. Nice. So. I mean, we walked the strip, and I was dressed for the weather. Man, I had shorts. I had a tank top on. By the time we got to the end, 30-minute walk, it looked like I had just played a game. Like, I was – the heat the heat is – the heat's no joke. The sun's no joke. When you go down there, you got to just go from the water to the bar into a little shaded area. They have these little, like, canopy things where, like, a little bit of sun gets through, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, but yeah, normally like if I'm around here, I don't even, I ever put sunscreen on. Like I lathered up in it cause I, I know, man, I'm near the equator. I'm not, I'm yeah, not fucking around. Way too close to the equator to take, be taking chances. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did mention the worst tan ever too on the show this morning. The worst <laughs> hand? Worst tan. Oh, worst tan. Yeah. yeah so I was con- a little bit concerned. I know you have <laughs> a little bit of a history with the tanning. No, no backwards hat. You gotta avoid the. You gotta avoid a hat. You gotta be careful with the sunglasses. You can end up with some bad tans. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, how was no time difference? I forget. There's no time difference, right? Your Eastern time zone. Atlantic Standard Time Zone. It's the same as Eastern. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, football started at one. Everything was the same. Sports. Right. There's no adjustment there. Although there. In terms of, like, I, we always said, like, the whole reason you have a cell phone is for fantasy sports, yeah. smartphone. Yeah. I didn't have uh, Wi-Fi unless I was on the resort. Okay. So if I ventured off, I didn't have Wi-Fi. Okay. So I would just leave my phone half the time. Oh, that's awesome. Like, well, you're just off the grid. Like, I don't, if, I don't need, if I can't check scores, I'm not, I can't send texts because of international whatever the fuck. It yeah. costs me, like, a dollar to send a text. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I don't know how I sent that text in the group chat. I think the Arubian <laughs> government's crooked and like hacking my phone. My phone was put away, and there was a picture taken at 129, and that text was sent at 146. And when my you... phone was put away Whoa. in a beach bag. Whoa! <laughs> That's, That's what you should, that, that should, you should open up with that. What? <laughs> but it was taken like on your phone and then sent 20 minutes later? Is that... Yeah, man. I don't know. It, I mean, it could have been. I don't know. I have no explanation for it. Because there was a couple times where I'm listening to podcasts, and I would mm-hmm. I would shut it off mid podcast, put the phone back, and then when I went to go listen, and when I went to go like pick up the podcast later on, the one I was listening to had already played through and like started back up. So I don't know what I don't know what was going on. Okay, so this picture is like from in the from inside the bag. Yeah, it's in the it's in the yeah. bag. Like I, I couldn't have even taken that picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were a little concerned. Yeah, 
I just, uh, I just wrote it off. You did only, you did text me once. On the WhatsApp. On the WhatsApp. And it was, it was for a, a play that Kyle Higashioka made. Yeah. Which is fitting because Sanchez had the pass ball tonight to get the, let the game get tied. Although the pitcher wasn't great. Right. We'll get to that. There's a couple of guys. I don't know how they're still, I don't know how they're still on the job, but probably guess Aaron, which two. Aaron Boone. <laughs> I had three guys. Not sure. It's not sure why Gashio was not in there. We got to when they got to protect the lead. I just don't know why he. Would. Yeah, because you know how it is. They don't want to waste their catcher. Blah blah blah. But yeah, worked out really, <sighs> worked out really well for him tonight. But yeah, so that's why you had text me when Gashio came to play on Saturday night. <laughs> right, lone, yeah. the lone game that the Yankees won in the Mets series. Yeah, and uh, this place, this place down in. Uh, I will get to football later, I guess. But I was gonna, I was gonna give a shout out to this bar inside the Marriott that came up huge on Sunday. Oh, that's what it was—a Marriott bar. Yeah, called Champions. Okay. All and right. uh, I, t- I timed it perfectly too. I got there after lunch, about three thirty for the witching hour. Oh man, beautiful! And I, and I stayed for the end of the to the end of the four o'clocks. Oh, it's awesome. It was too hot. It was too hot to walk back to the hotel. Man, we had to wait it out. In the you AC. had to. You had to wait it out. <laughs> I had to do it, you know. <laughs> safe is a safe thing to do. Got a bucket. The most American I felt, the most at home I felt, was probably when I was in that sports bar and I ordered a bucket of Budweisers and just a thing of wings. I was like, "This is, we're almost home." <laughs> ah, sounds like how how was the crowd for football Sunday? Opening. Glad weekend. you. I'm glad you asked. All right. So, if if you had a guess. Right. If you had a guess, and it, at this place had the package, nice. So every game's on there. Um, if you had a guess, which fan base was the loudest and most obnoxious on Sunday? Okay. Uh, let's see. One o'clock games. Who was close? Was it the the Steelers fans? That's your guess. The Bill uh, or the Bills fans. That game was tight. I'm trying to think, like, what game was uh, – because Dallas played. It's not them. Tampa's already in the books. Right. I'm going to get – I don't know if I have a team. I think I guess it's from the Buffalo-Pittsburgh game, one of those fan okay. bases. All right, so there were Pittsburgh fans down there. I saw a couple bars. Pittsburgh fans were well represented. As, you know, no surprise there. But no, the uh, the loudest and most obnoxious fan base when I got there at three thirty for the end of the one o'clocks. Yeah, were the Philly fans. Oh no! There was there was a the- woman there that looked so Philly, like <laughs> she she could have been anywhere from like thirty years old to seventy five. I couldn't tell. I mean, they were rowdy, bro, and they had they had the game well in hand. Yeah, there was a it was a blowout. It was a blowout, but of course it was Philly. And they had that game on the loudspeaker, which I couldn't really see that well. I had a little bit of an obstructed view. And I mean, like, I don't know. Every time I looked up, Matt Ryan was taking a sack and they were going nuts. <laughs> and I mean, at the end of the game, I think it was when the game hit triple zero. I'm not sure if there, if there was any time on the clock left, but yeah. they did the Eagles fight song in the bar. Oh. <laughs> Fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah, I was not just like the E-A-G-L, all that bullshit. 
No, that's that's that. part of the fight. Song. That's how it is. is. That how it ends? Yeah, that's how it ends. It was oh. it was the whole fight song. Ugh. Gross. How why they let those people out of this fucking state? I think just confine them to Pennsylvania, please. That should be a state that's on permanent quarantine. Permanent. Build a build a fence. Yeah, like, barbed wire fence around PA. Yeah, and just like give me like a lane to pass the young. So go get uh, go get some. Go get the uh, cheesesteaks, but that's that's it. Just give me like a yeah. bubble. I can get there. And maybe go up the Rocky Steps once a year. Right, that's it. <laughs> you go to the Rocky Steps, you got to go to Philadelphia between uh, July 7th and July 8th. That's it. That's it. Um, so, yeah, Philly fans were out in full force. Um, and then, I mean, for the 4 o'clock, there, there was probably mostly Patriot fans there. Um, they weren't quite as obnoxious. They were a little loud. And they scored like, 16 points. So they didn't really have that much to uh, hoot and holler about. But uh, they are probably the second. And I take back what I said about, like, I think I said that the Patriot fan, uh, like, we look at all the teams that were dynasties over the years, you know, Cowboys, 70s, mm-hmm. Niners, 80s, and that's how these teams get all their fans. Right, And I said, even though the Patriots have had, you know, almost a dynasty for 20 years, it feels like, I don't think people outside of mass would root for them. They just don't seem like that type of team. I mean, unless all these teams are, unless all these people are from Massachusetts, they have plenty of fans, which is kind of disheartening. Like why, like there's ever a, uh, a state or a town, like city, like Boston, like a fan base that I would never want to latch onto if I wasn't from there. It's, it's those fucking people. Yeah, what it, I well, I guess there's every dynasty has fans from all over the all over the world though, because there aren't. I know. I was hoping. There. I was hoping this would be different though. Yeah, I guess it just makes sense. Unfortunately, you know, Green Bay from the, going back to the '60s and you know, the Cowboys of the '90s. Even the Dolphins have a lot of fans from like their run in the '70s, and the Steelers yeah. obviously yeah. in the '70s. Yeah. Uh, I, I was ho- I was hoping. Why would I think it would be different? I don't know. They were a national team for like 20 years, so. I know. 9-11 might have something to do with it. What? Why would 9-11 have something to do with it? Because they won. They, they played up the whole Patriot angle after oh, wow. they won. They were the first Super Bowl after 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. Which bothered me. I was like, don't make me feel like a bad American for rooting for the Rams here. <laughs> Come on. No. I don't think you are. No. Uh, obviously, you're on the right side of history. Obviously, yeah, clearly I was. Yeah, yes. They were the best. Hated that team with fucking Drew Bledsoe was there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they've been cheating for a long time, and that's uh, not that's not what America is about. No, you're right. Well, you know, on paper. It's well, not. it's not what <laughs> shouldn't be about that. Right, shouldn't be the story. Right. Uh. uh yeah, so, well, yeah, so that was football. That was, that was uh, fun. How were the wings? Not bad. All right. Not bad. I went right after lunch, so I waited until, like, the second half to order up, like, a dozen. Uh, they were good. Nice deep fried. Oh, yeah. Yeah, had to feel good. It felt feel great. Good. So it was the most – yeah, it was the most at home I felt in the five days there. Leaving's tough, man. Not because uh, you're leaving, but because – the traveling is so much more daunting when you're coming home. You just you just want to be back, right? 
It's just like when you're going down, it's like a big to do. You're like, all right, you're packed. It's a big thing. Get oh out yeah, there, I drove in a plane. fucking I drove in a fucking rainstorm two in the morning oh. on uh, Thursday morning. Oh. <laughs> so it may have actually been a little worse coming back. No traffic, but uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. On, on the way home, and actually, I I will say this: everyone told me about how. Uh, daunting a task it was going to be going through customs on the way back because you do you do double customs in Aruba you go through Aruba customs and then you go through U.S. customs all in the Aruba airport so that way when you get home you just go right off and get your bag or whatever okay. you right. leave yeah and there was like no lines for either everyone was like give yourself three hours okay. there was no line I think because we left on a two I, I try and travel the best I can off peak days yeah like i don't yeah. want to be in an airport on a sunday yeah yeah there's nothing worse than leaving somewhere on a sunday i, I did that in san francisco took an edible right when i was entering the airport and then there was a two-hour line for, yeah peaking as i'm going through a fucking you know security robot whatever the fuck they're called they used to scan robot yeah uh so yeah, I mean, so shout out to them. It was much easier getting back than I thought it was going to be. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd go back to Aruba. There's pros and cons, though. Course, you know what? You yeah. know what it is too. Like not being a beach guy, it's hard for me to ever feel like it's that clean somewhere when there's sand that close to me. Constantly, yeah. Just constantly sur- yeah, surrounded by it, so it's going to follow you everywhere. Right, it, it, right. It, so it's never, it, I, it's never possible for me to be too comfortable. And also, first time out of the country, I don't know, just a little uncomfortable. You know, with the COVID times too, that's part of it. You know, I, but it's just, uh, it's a little, it's a little uncomfortable being out of the country. But you know, you make the best of it. Make the best of it. Yeah, once you're there, what are you gonna do? Once you're there. Right, exactly. Once you're there, like I realized early on, our resort was shit, but. <laughs> you got to focus. <laughs> you got to focus on the positive, man. There's a you know, there's a bar. And, you know, there's like four or five different bars you can go to that are free. So uh, you didn't... drink a lot of gin. Drink a lot of gin. That's good. Good for you, I, right? Because like the vodka and rum they had there, I feel like was kind of cheap shit. Maybe mm-hmm. watered down. I'm not sure exactly. I looked at the hotel uh, that at the um, rum they had at duty free when I was leaving and it was 75 proof. So maybe that had a little something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Why I was a little weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in our hotel lobby bar, which is like right next to the elevator, I just, I would always grab a drink on the way up. Um, <laughs> you know, when I was on the way to the room, they had like Tangeray and beef eater. I was oh, like, nice. all right, so their gin is legit. Let me just, let me pound some gin and tonics. Nice. Uh, you know, I'm getting ready to go out at night. Oh, I do martinis, man. Gin and tonics. I did. I did martinis. Good martinis. Very nice. Yeah, there. I. Uh, yeah, not a lot of stones were left unturned. I try. I tried to sample <laughs> just just about everything. Of all the right. things I did, I probably didn't drink much brown. That was probably what I drank the least of. When you're in the heat, you know, I'm you folk, I'm having more. Rum. I mean, rum dominated. What I drank when I switched to vodka it was because I'm, I'm all the rum drinks are so like sugary and sweet. Mm-hmm. I just had to like venture off of it. What brown do they have in the bar? Uh, I believe the best one they had was Beam, which is fine. Yeah. For me. Yeah. No Jim, Beam is, Jim Beam is better than okay. No wild turkey? 
I don't think they had wild turkey. I'm I, I'm trying to think what else they had besides bean, but that's the only one that's ringing a bell right now. All right. And like right. even the tequila, I don't even know what they had for tequila. We weren't getting Patron, though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's why it's all inclusive. That's why, yeah, that's why. You got you to gotta be careful and weigh, and, uh, weigh your options. There you go, and, man. Uh, the world traveler, there he is. Yep. Oh, and one more quick one. I did play blackjack the last night I was there. There, oh. was, a ho- there was a hotel. There was a uh, casino in our hotel. Right. <laughs> it looked so shady. I, nice. I think it was just because I was, like, turned off by the place. But, like, it looked so shady. There yeah. was Apparently, there was a race book and sports book. Oh. But it's so small. There's, like, nothing's digitalized. It's almost like a whiteboard they're writing lines on. <laughs> Some guy in a Panama hat and a, and a cigarillo. <laughs> right. So I went in there, like, on, I went in there on Saturday night, night before football. And I was like, uh, you bet the game's on here? You bet football? And like, yeah, what do you, what do you want? Like, I, don't, I look around. I don't see any lines written down or anything. And I'm like, this isn't, <laughs> I don't, uh, this isn't right. Something's off about this. Uh, so we went to the casino inside the Marriott after dinner our final night. Had dinner on the beach. Mm-hmm. A tardy. Big shout out to a tardy. Awesome dinner. A tardy. That's the name of the restaurant. Right on the beach. Right on the beach. Yeah. We're not doing dinner. Right on the water. We're always with the red snap. We're not doing dinners though. Right. right. Just, it's, it's, it's vacation small talk. Save that for uh, <laughs> that is. Save that for the barbecue this weekend. Yeah. So uh uh yeah, so we hit the yeah, so we hit the Marriott uh casino and uh i got my, i got a little bit of my blackjack fix in played an hour broke even nice ten dollar table my wife like lost a hundred instantly so like I, I couldn't i couldn't let her hang around that long and watch she, me play she lost a hundred <laughs> yeah i mean breaking even <laughs> well she lost a hundred not me <laughs> Listen, I mean, I was—I mean, I guess I technically was playing her hands for, her, but she caught a bad stretch, and I was losing yeah. until she left. So, um, I mean, these fucking <laughs> yeah. these people, because they ended up being people who sat down, man. They were catching blackjack. These people should have given me a fucking standing ovation when I got up and walked away, even. Because I cannot tell you how many twelves, how many thirteens, how many fourteens oh, I got dealt, man. Yeah. I was just grinding. I was grinding. I was down to yep. my last 30 bucks, grinded my way back to even, went up, built a stack of like 60, 70 bucks. And I put that all aside. And I'm like, all right, when this is gone, I'll take off. I don't want to lose. I'll break even. And of course, that's what I did. They brought in a fucking new dealer. She came in with a smile uh, and just murdered me. Make you feel comfortable. That's how they get you. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, these people, they didn't have a clue what they were watching. I was gr- grinding away on just shitty cards, <laughs> just trying to keep my head above water. Amazing I got out of there even. Yeah, and then, of course, dealers busting because of you, and uh, they're winning because of you. So, naturally. Bingo. Yes. Did, you ever, did you ever get to the point in the vacation? See, because my vacation, I told you, we had a skeevy place. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a much different kind. We're not, not in a fucking island. We're someplace in upstate New York. It's so a much <laughs> different kind of skeevy place. Mm-hmm. But uh, And I just, the last day, like, I just – I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of there. Like I just wanted to, I just wanted to leave, and I was just miserable. I was just sitting around drinking alone for most of the day. Uh, did you ever do that? Did you ever get to that point, or uh, you were? That's how I always am on every vacation. I've been places I love, Vegas, New Orleans. I get to a point towards the end where I'm just done. Does places ma- I love. Places I love. Does it matter? Does it matter? Like if you're there, 
like, I don't know what, if you go away for like five days, like if it's a three day trip, is it the third day all the time? If, it, if it's a five day trip, is it the fifth day or is there like, is there, or would there be like, if a longer trip, would it last for longer? Uh, if it's, or just, it just depends long on the trips length are tough, of the trip. Man, I hate, like we did five nights. It's too many. I don't know. Five nights is too many. You guys, I think it's like four is the max. Uh, and if it's Vegas, time. for the rookies out there listening about Vegas, Vegas is three nights max. Anything more than three is insanity. It really should be two. Yeah, it three, really should be two. Yeah, but yeah, I guess three gives you at least. I've never been to Vegas, but probably for my own good. But um, three, three is the absolute max. I've done five in Vegas. It's the last day is hell. <laughs> hell I remember sitting around like watching wrestling with everybody and being like I mean like, we have to go out eventually like we got it and we end up just going out and it's like a half-assed night kind of but it's just uh, that's how I feel I mean I drink like that on all my vacations so and ironically on this vacation the last night was one of our best nights I was the the, the uh <laughs> the snapper and the blackjack because right. <laughs> yeah. the last couple of days and, and Sunday was a good day too because we ventured off and Went to the sports bar, Dolphins win. So, like, the, ironically, the last two days were probably our best days. We were able to kind of get past, like, our resort sucking and stuff and making the best of it. But still, I was still ready. Like, I was still ready to go. I, I, you know, eventually you hit a point where you're like, all right. Let's get home. Enough. Yeah. yeah. Enough. Well, that's good, man. Well, welcome back. Good Looking to be good. back. Looking good. <laughs> Um, I like, I, yeah, look, the Yanks are not doing great. They hit this, uh, hit this little stretch here where you're supposed to kind of take care of business. Then they go in today to play the Orioles and now they win, only put up two runs in like in 10 innings. You know, it started like after the, uh, Darius Slayton with the touchdown. Um, that was one of Jones's best throws, you'll see, because he has thrown some ducks. Uh, it started on Monday, man, because after the Mets, after the Mets series, it's like it just felt like it was a dead team. Then Monday happens, and I don't know. What, I don't know if you're aware of Monday, but that was. Uh, I watched a good amount, actually, considering I was in a different country. Yeah, it was a day game. And uh, they got down five nothing early. Luis Heel kind of hung in there. It gave him a bunch of innings that, you know, the first thing didn't think he was going to have in him. Uh, and then they powered their way back, right? Um, and took the win. So then they they win Monday. So they win Tuesday in Baltimore. They win Wednesday in Baltimore. And today they go fourth in a row. Of course, they put up two runs in ten innings and they uh, shit the bed. And extras. How the fuck are Glaber Torres and Gary Sanchez still allowed to play? Oh man, they are going out of their way to to give time to to Glaber. It's unbelievable. <laughs> how did, how is Lemayu on the bench tonight and Torres playing? It's not like it's a must-win game or anything. Like not, get, not like you have to win every game <laughs> at this point. I, I don't know, man. I don't understand it. Can I just give you a quick stat before we uh, rant about those two assholes? Yeah. I was watching Sunday night. Gallo hit, hits a sack fly. It said it was his second sack fly of his career. 
Oh. How is that possible? I thought I heard it wrong, and then they put the uh, whatever you call it on the screen. The uh, yeah, the graphic. Graphic. Jesus Christ, graphic on the screen. That's just a quick. I mean, I don't want to pile on Gallo, but that was just like a damning stat. I thought that makes no sense. That stat. Yeah, what's he been in the league for seven years, eight years? If you told me it was his second sack fly of the Six year, years? I would have been shocked. Yeah, seriously. That's weird. That's a really, that's a really weird. I mean, we we celebrate sack flies, man. They they just they're rare. It's like a sacrifice, like a sacrifice bunt or an infield single bunt. Yeah, so, so Gallo might, Gallo, so Gallo has more bunt singles this year than he has sack flies in his career. Yeah, amazingly, yes. Wow. So last, so last night, did you see the Glaber Fielder's Choice? I did not. No, I did not. Oh. Okay, so you get. I'll set the stage for you. Man I heard, on first. I heard John talking about it today. Was bit, he? Yeah. No, was not he, specific. Uh, mad about it. I, I think he's a Glaber fan because he was a little bit def- not defensive, but like wanting Glaber to get back to. I mean, they're going to fixate on thirty-eight home runs for until the guy's dead. Probably <laughs> had a lot of potential, you know, but he hit two, you know, eighteen in the, in the final. Seven years of his career. Yeah. Waiting for that potential to follow through. So, yeah, I think he's a Glaber fan. I think he wants – I think he uh, thinks Glaber's better than he is. He did the same thing with Sanchez, too. He always thinks Sanchez – he's like, oh, and Gary Sanchez is a much better hitter than that. I'm like, I don't know, but I don't know if that's yeah. correct, John. Like, is he – you want to Gary Sanchez is your nine hitter. Can you believe yeah. that? It's like, yeah, because we can't hit him fucking tenth. That's why he's saying ninth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's first – Ban on first, nobody out. I think it's Cedric Mullins at the plate. Okay. Chad Green at the player, pitch, who was another, another one. Uh, I mean, Chad I'm Green. He's dead to me. <laughs> he's, that guy throws just fuckable fastballs right down the middle. He's, uh, he's Adam Adovino status, as far as I'm concerned. Just trade him for a bag of beans, man. Yeah, he's shot. So, man on first, nobody out. And Mullins, it's a shot to Glaber. That I think was in the air, and Glaber he got in front of it, but he didn't catch it. Short hopped him. Kind of knocked. It's either a short hop or it was a line drive, like on his shoelaces that he just didn't come up with clean, yeah. didn't catch. Yeah. But he stays in front of the ball. Ball's in front of him. He picks it up and he just throws it to first, like almost like nonchalant. And the guy at first, the runner at first, had like frozen because he wasn't sure. Right, right, right. So, I mean, he had an easy at least force out at second, if not double play. Yeah, yeah. And, like, all right, so Green eventually, we know what happens, gives up the home run, and he gets taken out of the game by Boone. Like, I could never be a fucking big league manager, man. I would have Billy Martin his fucking ass if he took, <laughs> when he took Reggie out of the game at Fenway. I would have – when I'm replacing Green, I would have told Glaber to go hit the bench. We're bringing in someone else. <laughs> you know, physical mistakes are one thing, man. Physical mistakes are one thing. Like, sometimes you just stink. Yeah. You know, so, sometimes you're just not – he's not a good shortstop. I could still be mad at him for it, but, like, I can't make him catch the ball. It's not a good second baseman either. Right. But when you start – like. When you start making mental errors, like oh, were, were you here? Were you here for that? That he's now he's going to be second baseman for the rest of the year. Were you here for yeah, that? Yeah, that was okay. one day. They waited until what twelve games left in the season to realize they had a problem at short. Fucking brilliant, whoever's no. in charge, Cashman. That was fucking brilliant. 
ballsy, ballsy. telling us what we are. <laughs> yeah. We already know. Um, yeah, and then oh, and then uh, did you think on the Gardner base hit? Did you think Glaber knew how many outs there were? Uh, just yesterday. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I wasn't like locked into yesterday. All right, because Gardner had a bloop single with the infield in. Oh, no. You know what? My TV was out yesterday. Sorry. All right. Yeah. So, it's second and third, one out. Gardner hits a blooper over the uh, – I hate to bring this up, but like a Luis Gonzalez sort of like probably would have been caught if the infield was back. It was pretty shallow. Yeah. And Glaber just took off with the crack of the bat with one out. Like, no, like, if it's Jeter, you're like, wow, great base running, great read. But yeah. with Glaber, I'm like, I don't know if he knew how many outs there were. <laughs> he hasn't, he ha- I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt. He has not earned the benefit of the doubt as of yeah. yet. And Sanchez, I, mean, I don't know what else I could add to Glaber. He, he, I, just, I don't want to look at him in Yankee uniform next year, and I don't want to look at Sanchez – the fucking tag on Friday night, like watching that on Twitter, the replay made no fucking sense to me. I mean, he's just an idiot. And then, and then tonight with with the pass ball, with the game on the line, like there are no, there are no two players in the sport right now who have their heads farther up their ass than Sanchez and Torres. And I'm so fucking tired of it. Oh, uh, but you know, I'm so fucking tired of looking at them. Two quickest guys, the hot dog. They hit a dinger though. Of course. Oh, man. Of course, man. Give me Higashioka. Give me Velasquez. Give me uh, fucking play. Why isn't LeMahieu playing tonight? Play fucking Odor at second. I don't want to look at Glaber Torres anymore. I do not want to look at him. Okay? So you know, you know all the stats like uh, that are compiled stats, RBIs, home runs, that kind of shit? Yeah. Like Odor has like 100 and something less at-bats than Glaber, and he's got more home runs, more RBIs. It's right, he's a little more all or nothing than Glaber, you know. Oh yeah, but... no, he's not better than Glaber. No, but he's more. I, I trust him more than Glaber. His numbers are probably like a little bit worse, like as far as like average you know, OPS that kind of shit. Yeah, I just yeah. I, or if I they're mean, better, or if they're better, they're over, slightly better. Yeah, I won't get over Lemayhu not playing because that that day, bothers me. Why Lemayhu's not playing? Day game after night game, I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And, and, I, and I, how about this? Chapman has actually looked uh, somewhat uh, effective. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. He pitched three days in a row this week. Yeah. And the best he looked was in that third game. Maybe there's something to be said about like you know getting into games. The more you pitch, the more comfortable you get. You guys. I don't know if that was a problem with him. Because he was just – you can see – Well, he's guy. definitely a guy. If he's off for a week, when he comes in, yeah, he has no idea. Yeah, no, he goes, needs though. rhythm for sure. He needs to be in a rhythm. That's, that's true. I think there was something going on with him more. I mean, I don't know if it was mechanically. He, wasn't, he didn't trust his fastball. You'd see he go to the, go to the breaking, breaking ball all the time. Uh, no, he's mental too. I want him gone too. Chapman, Torres, Sanchez, Green. Uh, that's four. You could probably talk me into four more. Uh, yeah, no, Chapman was the first guy I definitely wanted out of town. I wanted him gone for a long time, <laughs> since like June 1st. Um, but, yeah, Chapman, Torres, Sanchez, Green, those four right now. And then, I mean, we'll see. Everyone, everyone's job's up for grabs as far as I'm concerned. 
Yeah, there shouldn't be. Nobody should feel safe. I mean, I could probably do without Luke Voigt, but that's more has to do with just I'd rather have Rizzo at first. Yeah. It's nothing personal against Voigt. It's just doesn't really fit. Yeah, you need to have a first baseman with a glove. Like, like He's like one of the better, if not the best, defensive first baseman in the game. He's got a good stick. You know, not the best, but good yeah. enough. Lefty bat, puts the bat in the ball. He actually doesn't strike out as much. Yeah. He struggled a bunch since he got back from the C-word list, but. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind. I don't mind him though. I'm, I, maybe just because I'm a Rizzo fanboy, I, I think he gives you a good at bat. Works counts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Chokes up on the bat. Like I, I like Rizzo. I don't like no. people who give Rizzo shot. I don't like the Voight fanboys. I, I, I try not to hold it against Voight, but like there's just too many Yankee fans in love with Lou Voight, and it kind of irks me a little. Yeah, if you if you scour social media, you'll see fan. I mean, there's still people that want Clint Frazier to come back. I think he's gonna have to retire, <laughs> right? So. Clint Frazier. Yeah. So I mean, like it's, it's a Clint Frazier fan club. I don't know why you people latch on to these guys. You know, <laughs> players are expendable. I don't get go crazy. Don't go crazy for Clint Frazier before he's done anything. He's your fifth outfielder. Yeah. <laughs> have you watched any of the '86 Mets documentary? No, not yet, not yet. Yeah, I, I I've watched like... three parts of it. Oh shit! I don't know. Yeah, I've been... three parts out. Oh, they already they released all of them back to oh, back nights, two parts each. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought it was. I knew it was a four parter. I thought they only did two parts. I thought it was like Monday, Wednesday. No, nah, they did two, two like part, Last two. Dance style. They did two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday. Gotcha. Yeah, it's actually. Um, I mean. <laughs> Not that much surprising, but, like, you realize, like, everything you – all the perception around that team is all basically true. Like, what you had them built up to be. Yeah. Like, the animals yeah. that yeah. they were. Like, that's – yeah, it's basically accurate. It wasn't really that far-fetched or exaggerated. <laughs> but, no, but it, dep- it depressed me hearing these guys talk about baseball. Like, fuck. Like, the Yankees aren't even – like, this is what you need, man. Like, well, these guys were fucking doing blow. They were out <laughs> drinking. You know, you know what I mean? They weren't model citizens necessarily, man. But, I mean, when it came to the game, I know Keith was smoking cigarettes in the dugout, like, with uh, in game six against the Red Sox. I don't think they've gotten to that far yet. I think Kevin Mitchell didn't have a jockstrap on. So, listen, they weren't perfect. But at least, I mean, they had gamers on the field. And, like, I, I look at the Yankee team, and I'm like, they don't have anything like this. They don't have Gary Carter. No. Even a guy like Dykstra, who's, like, half, like, you know, retarded. Sorry for lack of a better word. Like, the guy's completely shot. Like, that fucking – that's the type of guy you need, man. Oh, yeah. It's like a Johnny Damon. Just, like, <laughs> someone who's too stupid to realize it's a huge moment. Like, Dykstra – Dude, I was watching highlights of uh, they going through that Houston series. Yeah. Big Dyche hit a walk-off dinger in game three. Uh, yeah. When they were down three runs in the ninth inning of game six, he yeah. led off, pinch hit, uh, leadoff triple to get the rally going before they scored three runs. It's like, oh, man, man those, are the, those are the guys. And they haven't gotten to this yet, but I'm pretty sure he leads off game three at Fenway when they're down two zip with a dinger in the first inning. So, I mean, Dykstra, man, self, self-opposed, uh, imposed nickname, too. I think he said he gave it to himself. Because it sounded, it sounded better than thumbtacks. He's, he's, yeah, he's, uh, 
he's a, he's a riot, Dykstra. But I mean, that's that's what you need. And you know, Ray Knight and these guys, like Keith, obviously, like who they talk about just being like the unofficial leader of that team. I heard a story these are the guys you need. Man. I heard a story about Dykstra drinking, like getting shitty, drinking down the shore. Yep, someplace down there or somewhere in Jersey. And uh, like came time to pay his tab, and his car was declined. Mm-hmm. So he's like on the phone for an hour trying to like transfer funds, you know, quote unquote transfer funds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then eventually, it's like they just ate the ate the check. They're like, ah, oh, go ahead, <laughs> let's get out of here. This is recently. Yeah, I was in a, uh, not recently, recently, but I'm gonna say like you know, five years ago maybe. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I would recommend that documentary. I haven't finished it yet, but it's good. Good doc. Yeah. None of these like those guys. You look back on them even now. Looking back, different on, time, man. What a time! No they, cell phones. They just went out drinking in the city. But I mean, even like like Strawberry was a kid. But even looking back, like as a thirty nine year old now, like looking back, he looks like a he's a grown man, and he carries himself like a grown man. Like these guys, it's all about like coddling them and development, and oh, don't let them get hurt and kid gloves and shit. Yeah. And this, like, do you think they were like, oh, let's like maybe that's the best example because he kind of burned out, but like. But it wasn't. I don't think it was because you flamed too much. But like you know, strawberry. Like, do you think like they'd have any idea? Like, they give strawberry days off. No like, day of rest. I mean, they're all amphetamines and shit. But and they were hard on him too. He got booed a lot, strawberry, by Mets fans. Is that right? Yes, he he got. Uh, he went through some stretches where, and he didn't deal with the fame as as well. Like he, he I don't think he liked the spotlight as much. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, they're showing highlights of the playoffs right now and he got big hits so and he did get big hits for the Yankees too so when when the brights when the light brights were light, when the lights were bright he was good oh, yeah uh, but he definitely had some issues they were they were tough on him he was kind of like their whipping boy because they were you know they compared when he came up they compared him to like Ted Williams the Matt like they thought he was going to be the next big like all-time superstar I mean his swing when he connected was one of the sweetest swings yeah sweet and violent oh yeah yeah Quick, the zone just uh, – it was, like, long and looping, but it was, it was so quick, didn't matter it was long. Oh, yeah. You no, know, And he no, tagged no. – he got a hold of it and he tagged it. Even when he was playing for the Yanks, and he's older, he's been through a few things at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, it was a beautiful swing, man. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, when he, like, when he's, like, 20 years old, though, he's, you know, tall and he's 110 pounds, whatever it is. <laughs> like yeah, five buck ten. Lanky dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lanky dude. Yeah. So um, yeah, good, good. Uh, been good so far. But yeah, all those guys look like like the, the Yankees. They look like fucking children. And I don't think it, I don't I don't think it's just because I'm older. Because like, look, Keith Hernandez in 1986. I don't know how old he was, but he's definitely younger than I am now. He's and, probably like. Early thirties to mid thirties. Yeah, but he looks like a grown. He's a grown. He looks like a grown, he looks. He looks older than I do now. To me, maybe he doesn't. The must, yeah, the stash. Yeah, his hair is definitely darker, like than mine. But I think it's probably darker. He's probably darker now, but he probably colors it. <laughs> I, mean, I would say he colors it. He's a talking head on this. He his cat is with him he during might, some of his no, uh, interviews. He doesn't have little. Uh, 
a little salt and pepper in there? No, he does. He's got some gray. I think he may have given up on like the just for men going all in on it. He probably does like a right. He gray. was a just for men spokesperson. Before. Oh yeah, your stash yeah. is trash. Oh yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, your beard is weird. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, how you feeling? You got. We were both two and one last week with our picks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You- um, sometimes. You know, a lot of times uh, when you lock in picks early in the week like we do to get them out there for Friday, yeah, they, it backfires. But uh, putting in the Niners when I did a seven and a half was, you know, just what the doctor ordered because I was sitting there in the bar yes. around four o'clock yeah. and that Lions comeback was furious. Yeah. And uh, luckily they hung on and covered the seven and a half. I'm sure a lot of people got burned because that a game lot went of off like around. Yeah, a lot of people got burned on the eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's when I was looking at it because I, I, again, I knew I already got burned on it. And I was looking through the numbers. It's like, oh shit, ain't got it at seven and a half. Oh yeah, so, there you go. I don't know how confident you feel going into week two, but if you're ready, uh, why don't you go ahead and lead us off? All right, week two in the league where they play for pet. All right, so I have a formula. For oh. week two. Oh, okay. Nice. Or did you take, I don't have I don't have any I don't have any notes or anything. I'm I've been off all week, so take I'm out not. your pen take out your pen and paper. Or There's no pen or paper in front of me. I'm going cell phone here. No, it's a formula. So we have to, don't we have to take notes? Don't we have to take oh, notes? Oh right, right, right. Yeah, you guys should. You guys should. So all I have right. a formula for week two. It is home team that's 0 and one. Mm. Getting points against a road team that's one and zero. Okay, I didn't, I didn't write that down. Home team getting <laughs> points. Yes, that's zero and one. Yes, against a road team that's one and zero, giving points obviously. So the road, the one and zero road team is favored over the zero and one home team. So you're going indie game one. Well, there's three games that fit that bill. Okay, one is the Colts Rams. Which normally this is a layup for me, but they were the they were the only team that burned me last week. So I don't know if you're taking that game. You can jump in if you want. Um, I'm I'm staying away from the Colts because uh, it's just a grudge, really. Yeah, I wouldn't bet Indy. Period. But I'm I'm not taking that game. But it's not because I mean I, I would if I were to pick a team, I'd go Rams. But Indy, I just. Uh... I cannot trust them yet. Right. So I'm, take, I'm, I'm holding an irrational grudge against Indy, even though that, would, that fits my formula perfectly. Yeah. Especially yeah. since I see it's down to three and a half. Um, yep. Other game that fits that bill is Ravens getting three and a half at home against the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Nobody likes a primetime home underdog more than me. Yep. But I, I'd rather put a hole in my head than bet against Mahomes. I, just, I don't want to bet against Mahomes. I did last week. And paid off, but this you week. yes you were holding on for dear life. One <laughs> thing about the Chiefs, for as great as they are, they don't play a full four quarters, but they give you like an eight minute stretch where yeah they just score like three unanswered touchdowns. Yeah. You're like what the fuck just happened? Twenty four unanswered points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm not gonna take the Ravens. If you made me pick a side, I'd go Ravens because it fits my formula. But I I don't think Lamar's ever beat Mahomes. So I'm, I'm, I'm staying off that, even though it, it's perfect. Primetime home underdog, love that. 
Uh, so one game left. I'm going to Jacksonville. And I'm oh. taking the Jaguars getting six against Denver. Now, I was hoping maybe Denver's win was a little bit more of a mirage because the Giants suck. Giants actually look decent tonight, but they might still suck. I don't know. Uh, they're playing um, against Tyler Haneke. And, you know, <laughs> that was, that was, I saw you put up the Washington football team as a Sunday poor official pick. Yeah. And then I called uh, your brother, who I'm in that pool with again this year, and told him to pick uh, Giants. <laughs> it's like a, I don't get okay. – the, the Giants are the number one team I'm on the wrong side. They're like, there's yeah. no team I can't – I just can't get their games right. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. Right. Um, so, I'm going Jaguars. I'm hope. listen, I, I just – there's I feel like there's value here. The Broncos – Last week was the perfect storm. The Broncos were dominant against the Giants, mm-hmm. okay, even though they, were, they almost were losing at the half and they scored. I, I, I had an obstructed view of that game. They had it on the loudspeaker. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really see the TV in the bar. I just kept hearing Tim Patrick's name and, like, Daniel Jones, third and six. That's basically all I remember from that game because I couldn't really see much of it. Yeah, it was Tim Patrick. Yeah, because Judy got – got hurt so it was all Tim Patrick yeah right so I'm hoping that the Broncos are overvalued because of that win and maybe the Jaguars you're stealing a few extra points because they lost to maybe the worst team in football so I feel like this is more of like a three three and a half point spread getting six seems like a lot so I mean I can I can envision a scenario where the Jaguars win this game okay Broncos deserve to be favored but I could see the Jaguars winning Denver, second straight road game. So, mm-hmm. pick number one, Jaguars. You got to hold your, hold your nose on that one. Jaguars <laughs> plus six. It's funny you mentioned Houston. I'm not picking Houston. It's funny you mentioned Houston. Because um, I wonder about that team, man. Like, we talked about it last week, and, you know, rookie coach, Tyrod Taylor's kind of maybe got a little chip on his shoulder. They yep. might have uh, a little the Ewing theory with Sean. <laughs> Could be uh, out of there. I mean, they're not going to be a contender, but it might just be a little better than we think because um, they, they, you know, they, Tyrod is a professional quarterback. That's uh, what it comes down to. He's not, he's not a pushover. Right. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I kind of like you sitting in that game. They, it's a, they're a big, big underdog in Cleveland. I think Cleveland will beat them, but. Uh, and that defense is pretty good. The 12 and a half is a lot of points. Yeah, I'd be careful, Lane. Two touchdowns with Cleveland. Yeah. Um, let's see. I don't know where I'm going to go first. I, I got one. I don't think you're going to pick that game, so I'm going to let that one slide. I don't know what I'm picking either. So. Okay, we're not picking the game. The game I'm eyeing, I think I could hold off to pick. I'm going to go with an easy one, and it's never easy. But uh, it's easy for me because I hate Minnesota, so it's easy for me to say Arizona is going to beat them by more than three and a half. It's very – Simple solution for me here. Uh, if there's a chance for me to bet against Minnesota and it's in Arizona, who looked really good last week, um, I'm going to go for it. So nice and easy, Arizona favored by three and a half at home. Okay, that one feels too easy. Yeah, I know. But uh, then I keep looking at the Vikings. And they yeah. probably, they'll probably put up a couple points. You know, it probably won't be – I mean, I'm assuming Arizona's going to win the game. I just hope it's not in a last-second field goal, you know? 
I, Vikings lost to the Bengals last week, and I actually feel better about my Vikings NFC North pick than I did before week one started, watching the rest of the NFC North. I know it's the Packers division still to lose, but. And a lot of penalties. Packers yeah. did? Minnesota, a lot of, a lot of very, very undisciplined team. I know. Zimmer could be in trouble. Um, all right, so this one. This one jumped off at the page at me as soon as I looked at week two spreads. It was probably when I was throwing Aruba Sunday night, maybe Monday morning. And that's not always a good thing. You think, like, go with your instinct, trust your gut. I don't feel like that always works in gambling. I feel like I'm an idiot and my first instinct is usually wrong. But here I'm going with my gut. Going with my gut here. Right. This, this stood out right away. Stick going to that. Philly. Going to Philly. Mm. What do you have that line at? San Francisco, minus three. Taking the Eagles, getting three. I like that pick. I'm overrating. I might be overrating the uh, Hurts factor, the way they played against the Falcons. You know, maybe the Falcons are bad. It's very possible. Um, I was actually watching that game in the room before I went out on Sunday, and I, I regretted my Falcons over pick after their first drive when it stalled in the red zone. And I was like, oh, <laughs> apparently Arthur Smith and Kyle Pitts aren't going <laughs> to – didn't even, get, didn't even get to the game. Up 3 nothing, I knew they were dead. And then it was 7-3, and then when I got to the next bar, it was 7-6, and I saw Koo kick a, a small field goal, a, a short field goal, and I just knew. I was like, it, it's it. It's been the same problem with Pitts they have with Jones all those years. Yeah. And Matt Ryan just – the reason the Eagles fans were so obnoxious in that bar is because Matt Ryan just takes more bad fourth-quarter sacks. He leads the <laughs> fucking world in horrible sacks. <laughs> Just watch. Pay attention to Falcons games this year. Matt Ryan will take the worst sacks in, the, in like, the most important parts of the game. Always. It seems like a fun thing to look for, watching Matt Ryan get sacked. Yeah, I'll just wait this week. Yeah, you'll see. Um, so I'm taking Philly. Uh, maybe, I'm, I mean, maybe I'm overrating Philly because of one week. And I don't know. The Niners, they looked all right. I mean, they beat the shit out of Detroit. They kind of let their foot off the gas, and it got dicey there. But, uh, I don't know, Eagles home, Niners playing their second road game in a row, just like Denver, see a theme here. Niners are traveling across the country. I don't know. I, I think San Fran for the Super Bowl, but I think San Fran still has a lot to prove. I think the Eagles can go out there at, on their uh, home field, home opener, all pumped up. I, I, I think they're going to win the game. So I'm, I'm taking them to uh, take like them the cover, taking them to win, plus, plus I like three. I like the pick. That was on my short list. Um, next game, I'm going to go to a couple, couple of 0-1-1 teams. All right. Great. Um, and – oh, no. Sorry. Not my mistake. No. Nope. See? That's why I should have written it down. I had an 0-1-1 team and a 1-0 team. Um, well, I'll just get right, right to it. Why, why the fucking preamble, man? Uh, I'll get right to it. So, Buffalo is visiting Miami. Buffalo 0-1-1. You know, I picked their over. Uh, Miami 1-0, uh, and they are three-and-a-half-point dogs at home. Now, I'm going against myself here because I, I just – You like what you saw last week. Uh, I just – I don't know if Buffalo I – like, I still like Buffalo. I, if, they, if they go 0-2, like it's not going to ruin my pick. It doesn't make my pick look good. But 
I, I just feel like it's a divisional game. Miami is always a, t- a weird place to play for teams. Um, and, and Cousin Sal uh, summed it up best. He's like, there's always a surprise 0-2 team. I could see that being the Bills after this week. So I'm, gonna, I'm rolling with Miami in this game, uh, getting three and a half at home. Weird yeah. pick. Weird pick, but uh, this is just kind of – uh, it's like it's a little a little bit of a numbers game, like right. It's like somebody's, I don't know, somebody's got to kind of fuck with everybody, and somebody somebody always is kind of like, were we wrong about this team? Is this not you know, was, was this not the team that we we thought they were? Uh, I still think Buffalo is good. Don't get me wrong. I just think this schedule, early part of the schedule, is kind of weird after uh, losing last week. Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. For Miami, this is actually the second straight year they're opening with at New England home Buffalo mm-hmm. last year, they started 0 and two. So this would be a nice kind of flip the script a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I give Miami a shot to win this game. They had, I mean, if there's one team they had trouble with last year, it was the bills. Allen kind of lit them up mm-hmm. for as good as their defense was. They struggled with the bills, both games they played them. So uh, I'm hoping, I don't know. I'm hoping they, uh, make some adjustments. I'll say that. But I, I think Miami is a live dog in that game, and I can see why people would like them. And I actually did give them out. If you made me pick a side last week, I did give out Miami plus three. I said I would take the points if I had to in that game. Uh, and if you want to look at one of the worst, shittiest roughing the passing calls, go back to the Dolphins game in the second quarter and go look at the only way the, the Patriots scored a touchdown in that game was on a fucking awful phantom roughing the passer call. Oh, that Mac, extended the drive. Mac Jones is getting calls already. Yeah, it was it was one of those ones where like you hit him by at, on the in the in the legs. Uh, the Brady rule. The guy's still haunting us years later. Yeah, yeah. like Robert is going down. I, I, isn't that good form tackling a guy by like the the waist and legs? Is that like what you're what you're taught yeah, to do not, for years? Not if it's on a quarterback, uh, and you're in New England. So that bothered me. But awesome, uh, awesome fumble at the end. Was, I was awesome because it was mostly Patriot fans in the bar when <laughs> Damian Harris fumbled. Oh, it was so good. And then when they went back and it was first and 15 from like their own eight, the Dolphins, when they got the ball back after like a penalty, mm-hmm. old Dolphins would have ran the ball into the line three times and punted. They came out. I even said it before the, going into the drive. I'm like, let to throw the ball here. If he's your guy, you come out and you let him throw the ball and you ice the game. They come out, 13-yard completions, zip, and then Jacoby Brissett, who's our closer now, they brought nice. him in twice. They brought him in twice on Sunday. Wow, both I didn't on, realize both, that. Both on third and one for sneaks, and he had the sneak on third and one that iced the game. Wow. Closer, bro. Jacoby Brissett. Secret I, weapon. A lot of teams are doing that two-quarterback thing, but there's not really a two-quarterback thing. It's not like – right, because before the season, you hear all the, all the – uh, Commentators talking about oh, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one quarterback, right? But these guys are using them as like a weapon and not as like in competition with the starting quarterback. So like in Chicago, you know Dalton's – I mean, Dalton's not going to have that job forever. But he's uh, – <laughs> but he's – um, but, he, but he, and he's sharing time with the kid, Fields, and Fields, right? Just play Fields. I just play Fields. What are the Bears? The same, Bears... But, same, but same thing in, in San Francisco where it's Garoppolo, but they want to bring in the kid, Trey. They bring mm-hmm. him in. Um, right. So I didn't realize they're doing <laughs> – like New Orleans, obviously. I didn't see much of that game, but – Yeah, they brought him in twice. Once in the 
first half, I think, for a 31 Taysom? sneak. Oh, no, I'm talking about uh, Brissett, Jacoby. Oh, no, no, I'm talking about Norms. I don't know if they used uh, – Oh, I have no idea. I'm sure he was in at some point. I don't know if it worked. But, yeah, now I don't know. And now Jacoby Brissett, um, the legendary Jacoby Brissett. All right, my third game is the game that uh, – I didn't – well, yeah, you can go ahead because I'm still looking for a third. Oh, yeah, I picked Miami. My bad. Go ahead. No, no, you pick. If you pick this game, that'd be fucking incredible. Um, all right. Well, I don't know where I'm going, so let me just do a little quick scan. I mean, last week I went chalky with my third pick, San Fran, and I was uh, lucky to hit it. Uh, I think – How do you feel about uh, – think... how, like, how do you feel about Green Bay these days? Where, where like, I don't, that's, I just can't get a grasp on that team unless well, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if Rogers' head's in it. And then they're fucked if he's. And he looks like shit. He looks like absolute dog shit. Like just not playing wise, just like his face looks like shit. Yeah, he doesn't want to be there. Like it's weird, man. I can't get a can't get a feel. This is that. the thing. Like I feel like I was maybe a year too early with the Packers' demise. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tampa demise. With who? Tampa. Oh, no. Well, yeah, them too. But oh. I think I, oh, I picked – Oh, Packers. I thought you said – Packers I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I think I may have been a year too early. The only problem is, is that division going to allow them to bottom out? That could be the NFC East. Again, if, he, if he's checked out, he's like tanking. I know, but, the dude, the, I mean, the Bears and Lions, there's no way either of those. It's, it's got to be the Vikings are the only team I think. How petty – here's the question is how petty – is Aaron Rodgers because he blames the coach for that call last year. He's holding the yeah. grudge for that fucking call last year. He's joking. And the quarterback, it. the quarterback too. He's joking about it on Jeopardy. Like, yeah. like is he? Is he? Uh, like he throw? Is he just throwing talent and going out there? Like, I know you don't want, but maybe he's not get hurt. Obviously, but you think he's just gonna kind of had it. I had to really watch the game to think, see if he's like uh, Tony flunking TV and throwing. <laughs> Uh, I, I saw a little bit of that game. Uh, it was I was watching mostly the Chiefs, Browns, Dolphins, Patriots. I the Saints might be good. Like I regret not giving the Saints out as my over instead of the Falcons because I was looking for a team in that division. Saints are going to uh, be Saints fine. possible. The Saints are good. The Saints are going to be fine. They and I would de- say good, this about the decent Packers. defense and uh, Winston's going to be fine. And I think Listen. him and that he's going to make beautiful music down there with Peyton. I think they yeah. I think they're a, a good combo, coach quarterback. Yeah, and, and this is what I would say about the Packers. They're laying 11 this week in Detroit. Yeah. If they lose to Detroit, we could sound the alarm. But if they, they go lose. out there, if, if they go out there, even if they won ugly, though, like that division, you know he's going to beat the Bears. Like, I don't know. I, I, I got to see – I got to see him lose some games inside that division before I start panicking. Because there's no – I don't know if there's anyone there to challenge them. Yeah. Who's the team? Who's the team? No, I mean, I, it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I can't find one. Not a team. It just comes down to like where Rogers' mind is, and like where he, like I just can't trust him until I see him. Now he's saying all the right things. He's saying like you know, uh, uh, if we're getting worried about one game, where that's when we're in big trouble for concern for concerning ourselves over one game. Like yeah, you know, we we're, we're I don't know if you said it, but essentially saying that they're confident that they'll right the ship, you know, sooner than later. Um, so he's saying all the right things. It's just a matter of if he if he actually believes them or he's bullshitting everybody. So he's I'll like say a, this. I'll say this. I think they're probably. Yeah, I I think 
I don't think they're a championship team. I don't – I think they have all the makings of, like, at best being the four seed, kind of what the uh, the Washington football team was last year. Mm-hmm. That four seed, uh, you know, as, a, like, a 10-point – I don't think they'll be that bad, but I, I don't know. I, I just don't think that division is going to be very good. I still, I still think Minnesota could steal it. That's the only team. But most likely, it's probably going to be, like, a shitty Packers team that – wins that division. Um, I would keep an eye on them Monday night, though. See how they look against Detroit. And Goff, I mean, you know he's not fucking around, man. He's got something to prove, I think. Yeah, they'll yeah. play hard. I mean, they're going to play hard for Campbell. So, yeah. What was your pick? Did you pick? I didn't pick yet. I was waiting for oh. You were looking, and I was trying to make conversation while you were looking. So I oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would not. I would not. I would not bet that Monday night game. No, I don't. I don't trust anything about that, about that game. I don't but like. Yeah, but you, big you, point you, you keep mentioning like the teams though. It all comes down to the Rodgers, man. It just it just depends if he's checked in or checked out or not. If he's checked in, it's the Packers. If he's not, it's anybody's ball game. Right, but even if he's not, don't you think they could steal that division? I don't know. If he doesn't care, I don't know. If he doesn't care. He doesn't care. <laughs> Oh my God, that's going to be a big conversation point tomorrow. Talk radio. Uh, he could have had that. That's a tough catch. But he could have had that. He should have dropped it in his bread basket, though. Yeah, he's not a great quarterback, man. <laughs> uh, he could have had that. Uh, he should have had that. He, no, he should have. That wasn't bread basket, but that was in his hands. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't like on the numbers, but no, it was a fine throw. I mean, again, he's not a NFL quarterback. My point, my point with Jones is, if he was dropped tomorrow, who like is anybody picking him up? Not to not to be their starter. Yeah, yeah, he should have that. Um, all right, where's your pick? Do you have a pick? Uh, it was a little out of his reach. Yeah, it was Fels full extension. Wow, there's like all it'll, giant fans there. It'll be that will be a point of conversation because there'll be the, the Jones defenders that will say he should have had it, and the Jones haters who say that he should have put it put it closer. Yep. So, did you give a pick or no? Do you want me to give a pick? No, oh, you're I'm, up, I'm, you're I'm up. Third up. I forgot <laughs> I'm on the clock. Uh, <laughs> you are on the clock. All right, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go a little somewhat chalky here just because I got away with it last week. Maybe try and ride the. Uh, the chalky kind of square pick. Yep. I'm going to take Pittsburgh laying six against Vegas. Loved Vegas last week. Yes. Uh, they won on the field. Crazy overtime. I'm going to go to Pittsburgh. Vegas on a short week. Okay. Pittsburgh, every time you ca- try and come into a season and count them out, you watch them play. I was, in a, I was uh, on vacation last week. It was 10. I felt like it was 10 nothing Bills forever. Then yeah. I went from one bar to the next bar, and like 15 minutes had passed, and the bill and the Steelers were up 20 to 10 out of nowhere. Right. Apparently yeah. they had like a blocked punt or something. I was like, every time you think like, all right, the Steelers are going to take a step back this year. It's a two-team race behind between Cleveland and Baltimore. In my lifetime, there's been no more like the Patriots were a consistent 12 and four, 13 and three with Brady there. But the Steelers in my lifetime, a bad year for them. Like, they're always good. Cordell Stewart was there. They were good. Yep. Neil O'Donnell was there. They went to a Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. This team's always good. Roethlisberger, future Hall of Famer. 
Maybe I'm overreacting to week one, but listen, that's what we do. I'm going to say Vegas over a little overvalued here. They're coming off a, you know, a crazy win. I think maybe uh, on a short week, Steelers defense kind of uh, lays the wood to Carr. I mean, they did it to Allen last week. Uh, last week, he was a yeah. you know, potential MVP candidate last year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the dice here. I'm going to say the Steelers win this game by double digits. I'm going to say the defense uh, takes care of business. I don't love this pick, but I don't – I really don't have a third pick. I, I had those two Jaguars and Philly in my uh, hip pocket. I really did not have a third pick. So, going Steelers. Three home teams. Two home dogs. One home favorite. I, I like that pick. I think I, I think I was kind of leaning the other way, Vegas, because this is your, that five and a half is such a weird number. Yeah, uh, and I think it's gonna be like an. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout for Pittsburgh. I feel like it's gonna be an ugly game. Again, like I just don't think it's. I don't not sure. I'm not sure Pittsburgh's built for the shootouts anymore. I mean, they have the weapons, but I just don't know if Ben's really. I mean, it's like Breeze. Not. I'm not comparing him to Breeze, but like Breeze at the end of his career. Yeah, he, he had the weapons too, but he wasn't. You know, firing down downfield all game. Yeah, no, I know. I'm torn. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's Pittsburgh or bust for me, but I don't love it. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Another chalky pick too, but I'll stick with. I'll stick no, with no. the Steelers. That is, you said there's no going back on it. You order the snapper, eat the snapper. That's it. That's right. I'll give you my chalky pick after my honorable chalky pick, chalky white. Pick. <laughs> yeah. Yes, in memory of yeah. And I love this game, and like all the money's on this team, and I, I like this game, but I didn't, I left it out of the top three. Uh, what do you? Let me think. It's not you're not going to Seattle because you wouldn't pick Seattle. No, I I I have a feeling that's going to be like a weird close game that maybe Tennessee yeah, could steal. It's not. I don't think you'd pick New Orleans on the road. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe. Is that a team everybody loves? Yeah, it probably is. Team everybody loves. No that's a, yeah, that's the team. Yeah, I, I think the Saints can go out there and put a beat in on Carolina. It seems too obvious to me though, because Carolina didn't look that great last week against the Jets. Yeah, and the Saints looked great, and I'm only laying three and a half. Like, is that? It feels like a sucker bet, but yeah, I'm if you made me pick you. a side, I'm, I'm taking the Saints. You're gonna no tell doubt. me. You're gonna tell me I should have taken the Saints after I tell you my next pick. Okay, this is a pick that is. Purely uh, contrarian because I feel like everybody is going to be picking the dog in this game, uh, and with mm-hmm. good reason because people love Joe Burrow, right? But and I like Joe Burrow too, but it's still he still plays for the Bengals. Oh, okay. Chicago's at home. Uh, Dalton's not great, but maybe this is the game that Josh Fields comes in. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm taking Chicago at home. Two and a half. They're getting two and a half. Like I said, this is might be the only game you could pick Chicago in all year. But uh, let me go. Ah. Yeah, hey. No, I I actually agree with the Bears. If you may pick a side in this game, I'm going Bears. Yeah, and it's just and it and it's, it might be mostly and purely because everybody and their mother is going to be on Cincinnati in this game. Nobody's picking, nobody's picking the Bears. And it's all the Joe Burrow love fest, which is fine. But uh, it's just Andy Dalton. Like, I, man, being invested in Andy Dalton. It's 1 o'clock on a, a Sunday. It's not a primetime game, man. It's 1 o'clock. You know what Sunday. else I don't like about this? This is, a, this is a devil's advocate against the Bears pick. Not going to be Bears weather. It's not the yeah. same when it's not cold. But what if, what if Fields comes in the second quarter? 
Maybe. I have no idea. Nagy seems like he doesn't have a clue. Uh, yeah, I do agree. <laughs> yeah. I do like the Bears as a contrarian pick. I do think the Bengals will probably get a little more action in this game. Yeah, it's uh, wait till it went up. Well, it's a no play for me, but yeah, I do like I do kind of like the Bears laying two and a half. There we go. All right, so I got Arizona, uh, three and a half point favorites at home against Minnesota. Miami, three and a half point dogs at home against Buffalo, and Chicago, two and a half point uh, dogs at home against Cincinnati. Right. I got three home teams, two dogs. Jacksonville getting six. Against Denver, Philly getting three. Love the money line in that game, too, against San Fran. And Steelers were what, five and a half? Five and a half, yep. Steelers laying five and a half at home against oh, no. Vegas. Uh, Is that Darren Sproles? I thought it was Alfred, <laughs> Alfred Morris, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Going back a ways. Jesus. Well. Um. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. I'll have to watch the last four minutes of this game. Okay. Uh, we'll head out. We did. We did the Yanks. We did picks. We got everything in. We went a little extra long after uh, the week layoff. So, yeah. uh, if you're listening, you made this far in the game. You're invited to Holy Cross versus uh, Yale. Yale's home opener, first game in two years. Uh, we'll be there <laughs> on Saturday. Uh, meet us in the parking lot. I'll be signing uh, hats, t-shirts, all kinds of. Uh, I mean, yep. memorabilia. Out of bounds. Get a foot out. One foot. I don't know. I think he had him in. Ricky Seals, Jones. Oh. I think it, I think he came out of the foot out of bounds. Well, I've got to wait. Right. I got to wait and see. So it's on the record if I was right or wrong about it. I thought he got two feet in. I thought I saw one slip out. Maybe Is the Giants' defense a cause for concern? Haven't looked as well, great this season. I didn't watch the first game, so I don't know. I just I listened to it. One, two. That's a, ah shit. Well, you have Graham Gano, so be four for four tonight. Yeah, no, a lot of time left. Four and a half minutes left in the game. Ooh, oh, uh, I got snuck it in. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, no, Giants defense, uh, I don't know. They weren't like a dominant, dominant defense. They're a good defense. I think it's going to take them a few weeks to – and it's a short week. Uh, yeah, Thursday night games, uh, when they're, uh, they shouldn't be division games. I, you know, if, if, if it's going to be – if you're doing a Thursday night game, it might as well be the first Thursday night game of the year, or second Thursday night game of the year. You know, you're still relatively fresh. You can get a long break now. So it's not like you get a bye week. It's like you get a half a bye week early. Yeah. So that's, you know, this is the week to do it. But yeah, I'm I'm glad this game is not uh, you know, November, you know, fifteenth or something. And your stance is the GM and the quarterback going at the end of the year? I think the hot seat right now is GM quarterback and I think offensive coordinator. But I know he's got a good relationship with uh, Judge Garrett does. He's got a good track record of keeping jobs. Yes, he does. Yeah, people love him for some reason. I don't know. Those are the bodies are buried and all that kind of shit. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I I don't think I think Judge is fine. I think Joe Judge is not in any kind of hot seat. Second year. Uh, and I, after last year, you could tell he got the most out of the team he can. I think. They will 
you know, have moments of competitiveness this year. I mean, I've I, so I no playoffs though. I I don't think so, man. I really don't. Should the playoffs be a barometer for the quarterback? It's it's record and how you do against the division for me. All right, so this is a big drive. <laughs> yes, biggest drive of the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, all right. Let's log off, and I'm gonna go. Uh, if you, uh, yeah, made it this all this way in the show, thank you so much for spending time with us at Sunday Poor, and welcome back once again. Uh, I'll drink some brown to ease you back into the life stateside. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Thanks uh, for listening, everybody. We will uh, see you Monday night from Lambo. <laughs> <laughs>